A very good evening on behalf of Teach 613. We welcome you to take 10 for Talmud. Special thanks to our host, Southeast Hebrew Congregation in Silver Spring, Maryland. Rosh Hashanah Yudalid Ahmed Aleph, Rosh Hashanah 14a, pagination page 27, towards the bottom of the page, about eight lines up at the end of a line. We're quoting from the Mishnah, which told us, first Mishnah of the Masechta, Ve'echad b'Shvat, Rosh Hashanah Ilon. On the first of Shvat is Rosh Hashanah for trees. There was a dissenting opinion. That's the opinion of Beishamai. Anybody help me? What's the dissenting opinion? When is the Rosh Hashanah for trees? The first. The 15th, to Bishvat. Good? Okay. That's Beishillel is to Bishvat. So the Gemara needs to address an important question before we start dissecting these two opinions. And that important item is three lines from the bottom. The Gemara says, Even though I understand that most of the season, winter, is still yet to come. The Gemara is really blunt about it. I know that this Tu B'Shvat or Echad B'Shvat is in the dead of winter. Don't let that bother you. Because most of the rain has already happened. What do we mean? The rain is what causes the, the nutrition, the vibrancy to the tree. And since most of the rain that's going to come has already happened, apparently it has already been infused with its life potential to blossom, even though you won't see any blossoms yet, in the dead of winter. Says Rashi, The sap is already rushing in the tree. Internally, it's all systems go. It's ready to go. Sap, not Shabbos announcement page. Sap inside the tree. And therefore, that's the cutoff because anything that happens after this time is considered a new blossoming, a new year. The case that I'd like to focus on is Rabbi Akiva's esrig. Rabbi Akiva picked an esrig just at this time of year, Shvat, and the Talmudim watched him behave in a certain way which became a precedent, a question as to why Rabbi Akiva was behaving in that way. Tanura Bonan, one line from the bottom. We learned, Maiseb Rabbi Akiva, there was a story with Rabbi Akiva, Shalikate Esrig Be'echad Bishvat. He picked an Esrig on the first of Shvat. Now we understand what's the first of Shvat, what's its status. According to Beishamai, it's the first of the new year. According to Beis Hillel, nothing. Nothing happened. Okay? And he purposely gave two types of miser because it was the second year going into the third year. So the second year is miser sheni that you keep for yourself and you eat in Yerushalayim. The third year is miser ani, you have to give it to the poor people. So Rabbi Akiva took both types of miser because he was unsure. Should I paskin like Beis Hillel? Should I paskin like Beis Shammai? Is this the new year? Is this the old year? Taisvis wonders 
how you can give two maestros. How does that work? You take off one maestro and then you give a second maestro. How do you do such a thing? So Taisvis says that he first takes off Meiser Shani. He redeems Meiser Shani onto coins, which you're allowed to do, because the Pasik says, Vitsarto HaKesef, you transfer the value of the Meiser Shani onto coins and then bring the coins to Yerushalayim. Now he has the same tenth produce available for himself to eat if he wants to, because it's the coins that have the Meiser Shani holiness. And then he takes those fruit, those fruits, which he could really eat himself, and now he gives it to the poor people as Maiser Oni. And like this, he's covered himself on both fronts. What a lot of work to do for one esrig. He picked an esrig and he gave two types of Maiser. This is Rabbi Akiva who did it. Top of Ahmed Bey's, Echod Beishamai. He's giving one portion according to Beishamai who holds that on Rosh Chodesh Shavat we've already entered the new year. In his case, the third year of the seven-year cycle. For Echod And one according to the opinion of Beishilel that nothing changed and you're still in the old year. And the second year is Maiser Sheni, not Maiser Oni. Okay. This is the simple way to understand Rabbi Akiva, that it's all based on our Mishnah. There's a Beishamai, there's a Beishilel. He's picking on a critical day, and we don't know how to assess that day. Should we assess it like Beishamai, assess it like Beishilel? So he gave two times Meiser. The Gemara continues and says there's an alternative way to understand what Rabbi Akiva was doing. Rabbi Yossi bar Yehuda Omer, lo menig Beishamai or Beishilel no'agba, this wasn't about Beishamai and Beishelel. Alaminig Rabban Gamliel Rabbi Eliezer no The real issue here is a different machlokis, a machlokis between Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Eliezer. What's the machlokis? The Tanan we learned. Esrig is very unique. Esrig is dor meishana, dor ba'ilan meishana leshana. It stays on the tree from year to year. You could leave it there, and it'll continue to grow. It's not like most fruit that will drop off at a certain point because they're overripe. The Gemara in Sukh, in fact, says that that's why it's called a pre-eitz hadar. The word hadar doesn't just mean beautiful. The Gemara says it means dar. It dwells. It'll stay on the tree. And that's unique about the esrig. Uh, there's words in the Mepharshim as well that the esrig is unique because the esrig will precede the leaves of the next year. Usually fruit comes after the leaves. But in this case, it's possible for the fruit to precede the leaves. Esrig is a unique fruit. The question by Esrig, as we'll see inside in a second, is do you follow Chanata when it blossoms, like other fruit, which could be a few years ago, for all we know. Certainly, you could come up with a case like that. Rabbi Wein told us that in Florida, they had esrig trees, presumably they still do, esrig trees that have very, very large esrogen because they're not miyuchasim. We don't know if they haven't been grafted. We don't know if they're an authentic esrig tree. And therefore, no one picks them for the mitzvah. 
And therefore they sit and they grow and they grow and they grow. If you follow Hanoto like other trees, then you're following a time in the past. Or, according to one shita, which is the way we paskin, you follow Likita, the way it's picked, the time that it's picked. Because when it's finally picked, that's what we're going to follow. For Maisris. So the Mishnah says, Esrik shovel lo ilon begimel derachim. An esrig is comparable to a tree in three ways. But it's compared to vegetables in regard to one type of halacha. We compare it to a tree in three ways. The first three years of produce you can't use. For the fourth year of produce you eat in Yerushalayim. And that it follows the laws of Shavias, the Shemitah year. But it follows vegetables in one regard. That based on when you pick it, that's when you give its miser. Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, Rabbi Eliezer says, Rabbi Eliezer holds you should follow tree rules by Esrik for everything, even regarding its miser, and you should follow the Hanata, the time when it blossomed. So Rabbi Akiva, according to the second approach, had nothing to do with Beishamay and Beishilal. It had to do with a different machlokis regarding an Esrik tree itself, not the new year for trees. It's a very unique thing to Esrik trees. Do you follow when it blossomed, which could be a while back, or do you follow when you picked? And therefore, Rabbi Akiva went ahead and gave two maestres. The Gemara over here asks a phenomenal question, which we'll just do briefly. The Gemara asks, Umi avdinon ketrei chumri. If you have Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai, which was the original mainstream way to understand Rabbi Akiva's behavior, that it happened on Rosh Chodesh Shavat, and he was not sure whether he should follow Beis Shammai, that it is the new year, or he should follow Beis Hillel, that it's not the new year. So he gave two maestres. The Gemara says, you're not allowed to do that. You're not supposed to be knowing Kitrei Chumri, like two stringencies, and approach them both. You should follow either Beis Hillel or Beis Shammai, and we who paskin like Beis Hillel, Rabbi Akiva should have just paskin like Beis Hillel, and it would have been done. Why is he being machmer like this and accommodating Beis Shammai's shita? And the Gemara gives an amazing answer. The Gemara answers that Rabbi Akiva was not sure, gamre istapikle, in his learning. He was unsure, fellow Yoda, he didn't know, He didn't know which shita was Rabbi Akiva's. He didn't remember the text of this Mishnah. Isn't that an amazing answer? He didn't which shita was which one. Remember, in their time, they did not have Mishnayis written. They had their notes or their memory. And Rabbi Akiva, at the moment that he was doing this, did not remember whether it was Beis Hillel who said the first of Shvat or it was Beis Shammai who said the first of Shvat. Rabbi Akiva wanted to paskin like Beis Hillel, the Gemara answers, but he wasn't sure which one is Beis Hillel. 
What an amazing resolution to explain this story of Rabbi Akiva. Yeshekoach, thank you for joining.